Hey America, hello, how are everybody doing? Hope you're doing great, ladies and gentlemen here. And we are at the crossroads of America. Yes, uh, things are changing so fast we can't catch up. I used to chase stories down, and now stories chase me, and I don't have enough time to cover it all. But we get to do something more on the personal nature today on this show. I'm really looking forward to this because we've been so knee-deep in all the Marxism, communism, all the the nonsense going on uh, that I think we get to step away and do a show that's actually going to help people. People, We're not going to raise your blood pressure today. What we're going to do is raise maybe a little concern about some health conditions and we're going to talk about some options. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? Just imagine you're at the beach. You got your pina colada and you're listening to our guest Ronnie McMullen and me, Dave Hodges, the host of the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time and we're going to talk to you about how to feel better and once you feel better you're going to be able to deal with these other issues that uh, are mounting by the day Ronnie welcome to the show glad you could be with us and I have to tell you this is a welcome change of pace always a pleasure to be with you Dave always well my friend um, I've been looking that you know our suicides are up um, a lot of that's business failures, uh, inability to cope with social isolation. Um, our fentanyl deaths went from 72,000 to 93,000 in one year. Uh, people are gaining weight like no one's business. I'm going the other way. I've actually lost weight. But uh, a lot of people are gaining weight because they're more sedentary and inactive. And as a result, health conditions that are negative are multiplying uh, with all the stress that we're having, people are reporting more insomnia today. How am I doing on my list here? Am I hitting some of the major ones? You're hitting some of the major ones, yeah. There's a lot There's a lot going on in the physical world, uh, just like there's a lot going on in the mental world. So, And then, of course, I could say this. There's a lot going on in the spiritual world. So yes. preparing our bodies is very, very important. And I think people don't quite understand and they kind of put the body as the last resort. And this is why we have the overweight. This is why we have not eating right. Um, and, and this is why we have disease. And they and them that rule the world, that don't let us talk on radio, don't let us talk on YouTube, don't let us talk, they want us, in my opinion, not feeling well. And they push issues to where... How do I say this? In other words, when we have a food product that doesn't need sugar, it has sugar. We have food products that are not really food products because they're GMO, which is genetically modified. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't like the GMOs. Here's what bothers me about GMOs. You have the right to take them, but unlike Europe, where they have to label GMOs and GMO uh, production went down one-third in Europe, we don't get that option here. We don't get to know what's in it. We have to surmise and guess and depend on chemists and labs. But you know, the biggest problem though, I don't think it's conspiratorial. I think it's greed. Our medical institutions want all the business and I'll just throw this at you, Codex Alimentarius. Yes. There, there is a plan out there. Now this has gone into effect in the EU and it's on the books here that they would like to have Big Pharma take over all natural health care. Yep. I'm yep. sure you know about this. This has been going on since, uh, I, I've heard about this since 2008 with Obama years. Um, and it's it's kind of interesting. I, I just read an article in a magazine about the FTC going after small companies that make claims. 
And they want you basically, which is interesting because when you deal with pharmaceutical companies, they're making claims all the time, makes you feel this, makes you feel that, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of their commercials, it's like you could die, you could get run over by a zebra, sure. you could, you know. That's okay. We allow that, but we don't allow supplements. You don't see very many supplement companies on TV. Very rare. Why? Um, why is the FTC going after supplement companies or CBD companies and not going after uh, pharmaceutical companies? Maybe there's so when you say it's conspiratorial, um, you know, or 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 others, I would say definitely it's conspiratorial it's and about it's profit. also profit. it's also greed. It's yeah. both. It's definitely and profit. The GMOs, you know, it's not like you're going to eat a Twinkie, which is by the way is full of GMOs. You're going to eat a Twinkie and then you're going to die. Not going to happen. I mean, I guess it could. You could have a heart attack, but the the, the rarity of that is, I mean, it, it's probably not going to happen. You got to eat a lot of Twinkies for that to happen. You got to eat a lot of GMOs for it, but it's slowly. It's like a a dropper or a half a drop of poison in your meal every night. Are you going to die? No. Are you going to feel bad? Yes. Is it going to start messing with your organs? Yes. Is it going to start messing with your mind? Yes. And these are all things, and, and I remember Hillary Clinton, somebody mentioned something when she was running against Trump. Somebody mentioned something about GMOs, and she goes, oh, GMO, GMO, it's fine, they're, they're fine, Monsanto's good. Yeah, well, you remember, they donate, of course, Monsanto got their butts kicked in a lawsuit, and, and Bayer had to buy them out. But anyway, l let's do this. I want to divide the interview into two parts, Ronnie. The first part, what I'd like to do here is, is strictly for social media and talking about how the average person can look at supplements and what benefits they, they can enjoy. And I know you got to be careful. And then I want to um, bifurcate from that. And for our other outlets, we will go ahead and, and then talk about some more pertinent issues of the day that we're not allowed to talk about publicly. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So, but, but you know, I, I've, I've been familiar with your company for some time. I've used your products. They're outstanding. Um, and, but what you're addressing here is something that's not addressed. And, and I'll just give you an example. If someone's taking a particular medication, and I'm not going to mention a name here, but it's a common diabetes medication. I found out it's linked to pancreatic cancer. It's linked to Alzheimer's. And I'm going, holy crap. That's worse than the diabetes it treats. Correct. I, I'd rather have diabetes than, than pancreatic cancer. I can exercise and eat better. With pancreatic cancer, it doesn't matter if you exercise and eat, you're going to eventually die. Well, most people don't realize, unless you're really far gone, diabetes can be, you change your diet, you can change your disease. Uh, you change, you know, people think it's all exercise and uh, and this is with weight loss too. You know, people go, "Oh, if I just work out, I'll I'll get thin." And actually, you will not. Um, you'll just turn fat to muscle. So you won't. You won't. You might lose a few pounds, but you're not going to lose weight that you're thinking you're going to weigh. But isn't that healthier though? If you're turning fat to muscle. Um. Yes, but it's not the right way to do things because the intake of your body needs to be given. The natural food, the organic food, and the vegetables, and and the different, so that you're basically getting natural vitamins. So by working out and turning fats, 
you're, it's going to be a slow process. It's going to be a long process, and you're not going to look that good because you're not being fed the right stuff. You're still eating, you know, it's kind of a dead end because if you're still eating Twinkies and corn chips and potato chips and all the stuff that we love to have, even our greasy burgers and hot dogs and the American food, um, when we eat that, it it just messes us up. So it continues with the fat and continues with the with the carbs, the simple carbs, which turn to fat. People people think, you know, if I'm a diabetic, um, if I just, you know, cut the sugar, I'll be okay. And so they go eat a bag of potato chips. Well, that bag of potato chips turns into like five, six, seven Twinkies. So you're still getting the sugar. It's still turning to sugar, still making sugar. And so you're in trouble. Uh, you can go run a mile, and that'll help but you're still eating the wrong stuff. So your body needs to be fed the A, B, C, D, the E's, the K's, that needs to be fed the natural vitamins, which comes in salads and green beans and asparagus and cauliflower and broccoli. And people don't even realize one of the top vegetables uh, to eat for, for changing your body quickly is cauliflower. Everybody thinks it's broccoli. It's cauliflower at the top then broccoli, asparagus, and, and Brussels sprouts, anything that's kind of bitter, that doesn't taste really super yippy, uh, is probably really the best. Beets. Yeah, really. you must have seen the look on my face when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> People think about potatoes, mashed potatoes, numb, baked potato, yay, <coughs> simple carbs. Um, if you eat a raw potato, you're about half there, <coughs> but um, it's, it's still the change. So you know, I kind of cheat, and I'll get a, I'll get basically a drink that has kale, uh, broccoli, it has uh, you know different uh, vegetables in it, and I'll drink that because it's been juiced, and juicing is really a good thing too. But I personally don't like it just because of the mess. Yeah, I, I hear you, and it's such a hassle. But changing your diet is going to change everything. And then once you start changing your diet and well, you Ronnie, start... Ronnie, before you go on, okay, i got to go back to this. I'm sorry because my stomach's going to do flips unless we do. Besides cauliflower and Brussels sprouts, what else can we be eating that's really good? Oh, broccoli. Okay, green thank beans. you. Yeah, broccoli is second to cauliflower. Okay, what else? Uh, green beans. Okay, I do that. Salads. I do that. But not not iceberg lettuce salads. I mean, that's fine to have a little bit, but iceberg lettuce is basically like a, a zero point. It's not a negative. It's not a positive. It just plays on the zero point. So what do you recommend? Um, like collard greens and spinach. That's another one you can do. Cooked spinach is okay. Anytime you cook something you lose half to three quarters of the vitamin intake so if you could just do raw broccoli even if you dip it in like a hidden valley ranch dip and you took raw broccoli you're gonna rock and you'll feel the difference that's not counting the fiber so and then then you've also got the whole fruit intake as well but we always like to go to bananas and grapes or strawberries and strawberries are very good for especially for diabetes yeah I've heard that uh, what about blueberries are good Blueberries, okay. Blueberries are good. Boysenberries are good. But a lot of people can't go there because the berries are so expensive. An apple a day helps keep the what away. Yeah. We were told that a long time ago, and they don't. you don't hear that anymore. 
Um, and the same thing with the dentist. You know, an apple a day helps keep the what away, but yeah. we don't hear that anymore because we don't want to. We don't want to have programming that's good for us. We need to have programming that's bad for us. Well, they want repeat customers. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's just like McDonald's, you know, they can't have you totally healthy, um, you know, but we don't want to go down this conspiracy road because people frown on that. So let's go, let's go back to, to diet a little bit more. Strawberries, blueberries, I'm constructing a list right here, and I'll be handing it to my wife when we're done here to make sure I'm healthy. But I'm eating a lot of these things. I, I right, right now, I do think we have some iceberg lettuce, though, so I need to go to more spinach. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, spinach and just dark leaf lettuce or dark dark leaf uh greens and then you, you'll see it baby you know baby spinach all that and spinach is good cooked but you lose a lot and as much as you can eat raw okay the more you can eat raw the better you are and, sure. and raw cauliflower in hidden valley ranch is really awesome oh, I mean, i'm sorry more. my toes are curling ronnie <laughs> <laughs> well if you eat broccoli broccoli is more bitter than cauliflower I like broccoli. Yes, but it's probably conditioning. You probably grew up with broccoli, and maybe you didn't grow up with cauliflower. No. You'd be surprised. I and grew up with cauliflower. And I, you know, here's why I hate cauliflower. When I was a little kid, I had severe allergies, and so these doctors put me on one food at a time for six weeks. To this day, I can't eat macaroni and cheese, can't eat liver, and cauliflower was another one for six weeks. I ate nothing but cauliflower every meal for six weeks to isolate allergies, and then they would gradually introduce things back into my diet. I will never eat cauliflower. I can't, I'll there, throw up, I throw up there's, first. There's the hidden agenda, so yes, that makes sense to me. What doctor would prescribe uh, mac and cheese for six weeks? I, that's curious thought. An army doctor. Uh, well, <laughs> seriously. Mac, I mean, mac and cheese tastes good, but it's about as good for you as eating a rock. You know, it's like... Oh, I know, I know. But I, I, listen, my, my wife and son, they give me so much crap about this. You know, we're out, they'll say, well, you eat spaghetti, you eat a pizza, but you would eat macaroni and cheese. And I said, walk a mile in my shoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Um, and I understand that. A lot of people, they tend to go in the fruits, they run to the banana. And they say, oh, there's potassium in the banana. There's potassium in a potato, too. There's potassium in many other vegetables. So um, stay, not, I can't say stay away from the bananas, but maybe try to buy one banana, have it once a week, once every two weeks, uh -huh. then you're pretty good. Cherries, really good. Um, peaches, good. Apricots, good. Um, plums, good. But if you're diabetic, you got to watch the sugars in fruit, like pineapple is over the top. Yeah. Um, Oranges, too, I understand, right? Lots of sugar in pineapple, yeah. lots of sugar. But like blueberries, the sugar content is, is the bricks in the, in the uh, berries are way down. Some of the strawberries, same thing. I mean, sweet strawberries are rarities now with all the GMOs going on. Sure. And spend the time, spend the money, and go organic. Because if you don't, you'll see a cost difference, and it's not that big a cost difference anymore probably 10%, maybe 20 tops. But if you go um, non-organic, it's just like putting gasoline on your food because they're using pesticides, herbicides, and stuff that has petroleum products, and that's what's going on your food. So just think about that when you're buying your fruit or your vegetables. If I buy non-organic products, I'm, I'm buying gasoline. 
Right. And if you think that way and get it in your brain, you won't buy anything but organic. Let me ask you about oranges. You said avoid high sugar. Is Are oranges high in sugar? Yes. That's what very I thought. Much so. so avoid oranges and pineapple. So, yeah, oranges and pineapple and... Uh, and be careful with peaches, plums, apricots. Apricots sometimes run on the bitter side, um, but plums can be very sweet. Uh, apple, an apple is like free food. One in the morning, lots of fiber, and you know, I never was an apple guy, but I am now. And they're good in the morning, they're very filling, they're very good for you, um, and there's a lot of fiber. Fiber is incredible for your intestines and for your colon. You want to be having fiber. Um, this is the same thing by eating broccoli, uh, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, um, all, all the different green beans. This is all going to bring fiber to you, which is going to help you immensely. Plus, if you don't cook the heck out of it, I call it al dente, so you only lose about half of your vitamins, which is meaning that you still, when you have your broccoli or your cauliflower or whatever you have, it still has a little bit of a crunch to it, not a mush. Mm-hmm. And if you can do raw, do raw. It, it's so good for you. It's like taking vitamins. And That's believe it or not, raw milk is good for you too. It's like a drink full of vitamins. So why was the USDA busting farmers for selling raw milk about 10 years ago? Well, we know that reason for that because uh, homogenized milk is like well, I don't want to be the rainer on the parade, but... No, okay, I understand what you're saying. To protect someone's financial interests. Yes. Okay, um, I so, got it. I got it. And they would put this, oh, it's not been homogenized, you're going to die drinking raw milk, blah, 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 blah. I go to Sprouts and purposely buy, and it's expensive, eight bucks a half gallon. Oh, yeah. Eight, eight yeah. bucks a half gallon. Number one, tastes wonderful. Number two, full of vitamins, and this is... Anytime that you see the government come against something, they always say it's for our protection. And I, I'll go back to the 55, Drive 55 in California, 55 saves lives. They had a huge campaign for years. But if you go to California today, the speed limit's 70. So what happened? They don't care about people anymore? Or was the whole 55 Drive 70, you know, 55 saves lives was all but a lie so we can because that's so slow that people pass 55 all the time, they're doing 65-70, and the revenue goes up for California. So we're being lied to, and you just gotta know that, and you gotta, you gotta get through the lies, and you gotta say, well, why is GMOs not being picked on? Why can we not label products? I think that's fair. If people wanna eat GMOs, that's great, but label it so they know. Yeah. But they've got their butt kicked in court. That's the biggest thing. Hey, I want to go back to the diet stuff here for a second. What do you think about oatmeal with blueberries in it? Oatmeal is high in carbs, but it's very good for you. Oh, it's high in carbs? I didn't know that. Yeah, very high in carbs. If you're a diabetic, oatmeal is like your death machine. Oh, my goodness. I did not know that. Yes. Uh, any kind of cereal is like a death machine because it's very high in simple carbs. Cause Even if you don't put sugar in the oatmeal or butter? Yes. Okay. Still, yes. Wow. Read, read labels. If you become a label reader, you become very good about, you know, like it's like corn chips and potato chips. Just look at the carbs. Turn them around. Oh, yeah. A yeah. soda pop. 
you know? I'll use Coca-Cola because I used to work for Coca-Cola. 40 carbs, 40 sugars. Wow. When you're looking at a spice for barbecue and you see four or five sugars, you have to ask yourself, why is all this sugar in a spice for barbecue? Oh, because it tastes good. Really? So it's really interesting. If you start reading labels, you can start guiding yourself through because there's simple carbs and there's complex. Like if you eat ranch beans, that's a complex carb. So, and like if you eat sweet potatoes versus regular potatoes, it's more complex. Still not good, but better than a regular potato. So simple carbs are better than complex. Complex carbs are better than simple. Simple or bad. Simple is like sugar. Just so think what, of what, are, what are some examples of complex carbs then? Beans. Like Re rice. How about refried carb. beans? Yep, you're still going to be on the complex side. I like those. And if you go into rice, noodles, all all of that is simple. Simple carbs. Not good. Bread, simple carbs. Not good. If somebody is a bread eater, you can lose weight just by cutting your bread out of your diet. If you're gluten intolerant, then cutting bread out of your diet will change your stomach in a major way. What about the kind of bread you see? It's like 40 calorie slice, and they say it's keto friendly. What about that? Marketing. So it's all BS. Most of it is BS. I mean, okay. I don't want to beat people up. There's a Dave's bread, and is that better than Wonder Bread? Absolutely. But are you still in trouble? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, I got it. All right, so now we've got a diet regimen here, and to bring this health section to a close before we get into other issues, um, talk to me about your company. Well, my company started on, you know, we started with tea. And tea is not like green tea, so a lot of people shy away. They're like, I'm not going to pay that kind of money for that tea. I can go just go buy it in the shop for $4. It's like, yeah, you can go buy tea for $4. Maybe it's 6 now, but you can go do that, but you're not getting the same thing because mine is a herbal tea, not a green tea. And there's a difference. So this is why the my tea works. We couldn't just say herbal drink. People would be like, what's that? So we put it as tea, and people go, oh, I get tea. And, of course, tea's picked up pace a lot because tea is good for you. Um, the worst tea for you, in fact, they're in trouble financially, is uh, black tea, which uh, is the company Lipton. They're having a lot of struggles with, uh, with their marketing and with their product because they're not good for you. Um, so when you're dealing with an herbal tea, and this herbal tea helps you in your stomach, it helps you in your intestines, it helps you in your colon, it cleans your colon, um, and helps assist. So when you're looking at something that removes the yuck in your stomach, um, you're, this is good. Socrates said that all disease starts in the stomach. So if your stomach is clean and good, and this is what, when we talk about diet, when you're t talking about fiber moving through your body, this is another cleanser. So if you have the tea and you do the diet, you're going to lose weight, you're going to have more energy, you're going to feel better. If you need to cheat sometimes, go buy yourself a, an organic drink that's mixed with kale. Kale's another good thing. I use kale in salads. And you can put olive oil on it and vinegar, balsamic vinegar. 
Well, do, you, do you recommend taking uh, raw olive oil? I've seen a lot of that on YouTube. Yeah, raw olive oil is great. I mean, what I put it, it What does it salads. do for you, Ronnie? Um, well, you need fats, and you need the right kind of fats. So olive oil, avocado oil is another step, too. Very good. In fact, if you take a lot of people like fried tortillas, which fried food is really bad, by the way. X that out of your diet. But if you do like fried foods, if you can fry it in avocado oil versus uh, corn oil, you're going to do a lot better, and it's good for you. It's important for us to have our fats, and a lot of the diets say no-fat diet, no-fat diet, really not good for you. So let's talk about meat because people want to know. They're going to say, oh, eat all these vegetables. You can't have any meat. Wrong. Have meat, but just make meat smaller. You know, Don't have a 16-ounce steak. You know, have a six-ounce steak. Okay. And if it has a little fat on it, that's okay. Uh, pork, I don't care for. It's not that great for you. So pork is kind of hit and miss, uh, more miss than hit. Fish, wonderful, wonderful to have. And make sure your beef is organic uh, or it's range, uh, range type of uh, meat because... If it's grass-fed, which is if it's corn-fed, you have a shot, a really high shot of it being GMO, which means now you just bought GMO meat. So if it's if it's uh, grass-fed, then all of a sudden you're going to be in another genre, which you're going to have really good beef. And organic is the way to go. It's higher, it's more expensive, but if you don't invest in your body, you know people go out and buy a forty or fifty or sixty or seventy thousand dollar car. And they won't spend the extra 10 or 20% for organic food. Don't understand. But then all of a sudden they go, oh, my stomach feels bad. Well, what are you going to do with that? You're going to go to the doctor and he's going to prescribe you something. It's going to help you a little bit there. And then all of a sudden something else is going to go wrong with you. So they're all Band-Aids. And that's what I like about supplements is they're not Band-Aids. They work, you know, they just don't work overnight. It takes time. Now the tea, when you drink my tea, it will work immediately. I've gotten people, friends. I know, I know. I have <laughs> the symptomology. We have the, <laughs> we have the tagline, the tea that makes you go. Yeah, it does. There's two yeah. reasons. One, it makes you go to the bathroom. People go, oh, oh, I, I don't want to go to the bathroom. Well, then how do you get the yuck out of you? you I know? talked to a guy who went to a clinic. And I got to tell this story delicately. Part of the treatment it's kind of like what you do naturally with the tea, but part of the clinic was for them to stick this type of syringe, open yep. syringe up your butt, and yep. suck out all the fecal material. And you might get as much as 5, 10, 15 pounds. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I am. Now, the and tea does that just as well, but without the discomfort, right? Yes, and the bionome, it when you have that thing go up your butt, it cleans everything out, stuff that should be there. Stuff that should be, it, it takes everything out. And that's what I love about the tea. So the good, the good bacteria is taken Yes, out. it takes the good bacteria and the bad bacteria and the fecal matter. So it's good, but you have to really dose yourself with certain supplements after you do that. Where the tea, you do not. The tea, for some reason, the herbs know what they're doing. So they go in there, take the bad out, and leave the good. So if you take a vitamin C and you take and you drink the tea, the vitamin C is still going to be there. But what's interesting is they see the tea sees the pharmaceuticals as an intruder. 
So let's say you take your medicine and you take the tea. The, me the tea will actually take the medicine out. So if you're on some kind of medicine that you need to be taking, you need to be taking the tea two hours before or two hours after that you've taken your pills. That's really good to know. It's a very important to know because then your pharmaceutical is not going to work because it's been thrown out the door. So it's really important if you have a pharmaceutical, something that you're taking that you really need, a heart medicine, you know, whatever it is. Um, and we have supplements that target certain intruders and it does it naturally. So that's what I love about my company. I sleep at night even if people don't like me. Um, I don't care because I'm doing the right thing for, for people and that's that to me is important. And yeah. when people drink the tea, there's a change in their life and they'll lose weight. You'll lose, if you're 30 pounds, 40 pounds overweight, you'll lose 5 to 10 pounds. That's really good. Um, I have a relative who's diabetic, and I'm not going to mention the over the, the pharmaceutical, but he takes a medication for diabetes, a real common one. Okay. Yeah. Right, and um, he uh, has to poop a lot. Right. To, to, right. Why, why Why does that happen? Um, it's because of there's a synthetic inside his, of this of the uh, medicine and it's very upsetting to the stomach and that's why when you go natural um, it maybe doesn't work quite like every okay I, I gotta be careful how I talk here every um, pharmaceutical always ask the doctor about adverse effects doctor what are the adverse effects of this product Unfortunately, when you do that, then they kind of know that you're in the know. And so the doctor, if the doctor's a good doctor, he'll say, well, there's this, 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 and this. If he's a bad doctor, he'll go, well, and he'll get upset, and he'll get mad, and, and sometimes he doesn't even know the adverse effects. I can't remember them all. You know, I can't remember, you know, and he, when he's upset, then you're in, you're in trouble. So the certain thing that you're talking about, I, I, I know – what it's called but basically it's really hard on your stomach and it has adverse effects so like, I would like, tell like you, what um, stomach problems uh, I would just tell you to go look it up because otherwise I'm bashing okay I understand and, and it's actually if you're talking about metformin it's actually one of the safest diabetic drugs there is but you will pay the price with going to the bathroom yeah, he does. And oh, he does. Boy, does you'll pay it. You know, you you won't have normal stools. You'll have wet stools. Yeah, hate to be so graphic, folks, but uh, you you need to know this stuff. You really do, because let me ask you this question too: Diabetes, since we're on this topic, is reached epidemic proportions compared to what it was. Are are there some key reasons that we can focus on why that's true? Yes, because exercise is not a part of our life anymore, um, and it's really important for cardio, and this is why when you have diabetes, cardio is your enemy. Um, it's really important to take the right things for your cardiovascular um, because you are susceptible to a heart attack, to a stroke, to many things. What do you mean car take the right things for your cardio? What are you talking about? Well, supplement-wise, um, if you notice, diabetics will be on two or three 
different uh, pharmaceuticals. One of them will be blood pressure, one of them will be cardiovascular, and one of them will be blood sugar levels. And sometimes even goes to four or five. So if you can naturally move your dial and exercise, always moves the dial, always moves the dial. It, it burns sugars. So if your sugars are 200 and you go for a, a hard, brisk walk, you come back and take your blood sugar again, you'll probably be at 180. Um, and so it's really important to do that. And if you have a steady diet where you don't eat your sugar, I always tell people if you just have no sugar, it, it's very hard to live like that. You know, that's almost not living. So I tell people, pick your poison and make it a smaller poison and make it kind of a good poison. And here's what I mean by that. If you look at ice cream, if you get the right kind of ice cream, the sugars can be lower and, the, and so the, can the carbs. So have a small bowl of ice cream, no topping. Don't get the cookies and crunch and the super, just get a nice vanilla. Or you can even, actually chocolate's probably better for you. You could get a nice chocolate um, and have a smaller bowl and have that once a week. Make that your fun thing on Saturday or Friday or whatever day that you want to do it. Uh, eat right and have that small bowl of ice cream. And believe it or not, if you're eating right with everything else, having your vegetables, eating your steak or your fish or your chicken, um, you'll find your blood sugars will go down even with having that small bowl of ice cream. Wow. That's really that's good news. I don't eat a lot of ice cream, but it's nice to know. Well, what the reason these, I say uh, ice cream is because if you eat a piece of cake – Cake is so high on carbs, and then yes. you've got the frosting, and, and so your sugar content is like death-defying. For a diabetic, it's death-defying. Same with cookies. You, you anything that has ahead, anything that has well, anything that has flour is you're in trouble. And then most people are gluten intolerant; and they don't even know it. So if you're having a piece of cake, uh, cheesecake, or whatever you're having, uh, it's probably got gluten in it, which is another whammy for your stomach. Even though you might say, well, I, I don't feel like I'm intolerant, but you probably are. And most of the time, people don't realize if you've got a lot of wet stools all the time and your stomach hurts all the time, the chances of you being gluten intolerant are very high. And you can give yourself the old-fashioned test to see if it's true. Just kill all your gluten, everything wheat, everything bread, everything like that. Just do it for three days and see if things change. If things change, you're gluten intolerant. Wow, that's good to know. You mentioned exercise. What types of exercise? Um, low resistance. Low resistance exercise is important. So, like, you go running, and and I, I don't want to bag on you know people that go running. Running's good, but it's very hard on your joints, very hard on your bones. True, true. Um, but if you do a nice, brisk, fast walk, if you've got a dog, this your dog's going to be happy. Take your dog for a walk, fast, a real fast, almost to where you're jogging, but you're not jogging. And you do that for a mile or two miles, oh my gosh, wonderful, it's wonderful. Bicycling, another, another beautiful, bicycling is even better because bicycling deals with neuro. So your brain's firing to do your pedaling. So, so that's a real low impact as well. You're not gonna get you know, messed up there. Uh, lifting weights are okay. You're not going to really kill. The only thing about lifting weights is it keeps going for about 24 hours after you lift the weight. Um, what keeps you, going? Uh, you're, you're basically you're, you're burning fat 24 hours after you lift the weight. Okay. 
So okay, if you lift in five times, I'm lifting pretty regularly now, and I lift five times a week. I break it up into different routines. I work different uh, muscle groups. And so pretty much I'm covered all week long then, aren't I? Yes, yes. But it's not like high intensity. It's, it's just a constant. So you really need to have a brisk walk going on. Um, well, let, let, let me ask you this. I've been doing Muay Thai workouts, okay? Punching, kicking, elbow strikes, that kind of thing. And it's continuous. Does that is that good? That's right in there with weights. Oh, it is. It's right in there with weights. So yes, it's good. If you, your heart rate's coming up, it's good. Usually, weightlifting your heart rate comes up a little bit, but not crazy like unless you're really oh, lifting. Muay Thai. I was up to 130 yesterday. Wow. I mean, I, I mean, we're talking um, uh, 100 jabs, 100 jab crosses. You know, knee strikes followed by front kicks, and it's continuous, and you and you do a hundred at a time. I do shadow boxing, so I know what you're talking about. But I, shadow boxing would not be as good as taking a brisk, fast walk. Really? Really? How many yep. times? How many times a week? Oh, you could go every day. Okay. You could go every day. I've been driving to this gym, and I got to do more of it, according to what you're saying here. And they have a great walking track. And I go yeah, in and, and, and I typically also, do uh, three to four miles a time. And if you do like an incline, uh, they have those incline machines, that's good too. And you that, that you take your brisk walk and slow it down. What about stationary biking? Yeah, stationary biking's fine. But you're losing your environment. And people don't realize it's going to the gym, you lose your environment. So in other words, you're not looking at the trees, and you can look at some stupid computer, but it's not the same. You know, when you're out in the trees and you're out and you know you pass by somebody and you say good morning, and there's a lot to that environment in building your body. And people, it's it's like we're doing artificial workouts. Do they work? Yes, but are you getting all the benefits? No. Are you talking psychologically? I'm talking psychologically, I'm talking physically, I'm talking mentally, all of it. Mental and, and really c- contributes to your physical. So if you're really true. bummed out for the day, your physical will be crap. That's true. Um, here, here's one thing I do a lot, you know, being in Arizona, as you know, Maricopa County. Um, we have a pool. And, yeah. and it's 45 feet long, and I do 50 laps three times a week, but it stops in November when it gets cold. Right. And I don't start back until May, and actually I'm looking at mitigating that. Tell me about swimming. Do you swimming, have... swimming probably beats even the walking. Yeah. Swimming's at the top of the list. I read a breakdown of swimming caloric expenditures. I do the backstroke. I mean, my crawl stroke is mediocre at best. Can't do the butterfly. Breaststroke, I suck. But breaststroke is not real good for you in terms of caloric expenditure. Number one is butterfly. Number two is, is backstroke. So how much do you recommend on the swimming to get these benefits and how often? I would say swimming, if you can do it every day, you're, you're awesome. And if you can do it like 30 minutes a day, you're awesome. You can do it an hour a day, you're good. Anything over that, you're kind of going crazy. Yeah, I do about 40 to 45 minutes without a break. Yeah, and it, you know, and there's hard swimming, and then there's just swimming. But again, back to environment, swimming is really good. Yeah, that's why I brought that up because 
you know, f fortunately, my late father-in-law gave us a pool, and uh, it's one of the truly great gifts. But so swimming, okay. So I'll have to wrap that up. You know what I'm thinking about doing though, uh, Ronnie, is you know we go May to to November on the swimming, and then it just does get too cold. But yeah. but I have free memberships at some gyms, so I should just go swim there, shouldn't I? Yeah, the only negative on swimming, and I hate to rain on parades, is the chlorine. Yeah, I hear you, but you got to do it. Because you do, but your body absorbs. You know, people don't realize if you're dehydrated, jump in the shower, you'll get way, you'll hydrate way faster than you will drinking a glass of water. Your body, your skin absorbs water. It absorbs, well, actually, I should say it this way your body, your skin, and everything absorbs, period. So if you were in a toxic waste barrel, you would completely be in trouble. So people will spend so much money and time on drinking water, which is good, and they will spend nothing on the water that comes out of the head of their shower. Yeah, and we you, are, most yeah. people shower once or twice a day. So can you imagine, you know, you know what I'm saying? So when you're not having a filtered water on your shower, you're kind of defeating the purpose of your filter that you're drinking. Because it's absorbed through the skin, which is your yes. body's largest organ. Yeah, that makes sense. Quick, quickly. It absorbs quickly. So back to swimming, the only negative is that you're absorbing all that chlorine. And public pools, they overdo it with chlorine. They figure the more the better. So that's the only negative. Yeah. Saltwater pools, yes. There you go, rock and roll baby. Saltwater pools are the best, bar none, um, because anything natural, and the ocean is a prime example, salt water. Um, if those people that are lucky enough to live on the beach and be able to swim every day in the ocean, you'll notice they live to be about 100 years old. Is that why it. people in Okinawa and the coast of Japan live so long? Yep, one of the reasons, yep. Exactly. Plus, they, they eat a lot of rice and don't have sugar in their diet and so forth. Well, and they have they have a lot of coral calcium. So coral calcium is huge in Japan. So it's, uh, you know, and again, you know, to make everything perfect in our life, good luck. So if you can take some of these pointers and pick a few that you can make happen, you're still doing better. I don't want to, you know, oh, you can't swim in a pool because there's chlorine. I'm, I'm not trying to go there. I'm just trying to say if you can get a salt salt water pool or swim in the ocean, there's your best bet on swimming. But if you can bicycle and you go, well, I don't want to lift weights, you know, okay, if you can bicycle or if you can swim or, you know, there's I'm giving enough stuff here that you can pick three or four and make it work. Sitting at home watching Oprah doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah. In multiple directions, and we'll leave that alone. <laughs> oh, I used to love her show. She had so much good stuff on in the old days. The old days. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to pick on Oprah. Uh, this is really good stuff. Uh, the Muay Thai thing, though, Ronnie, I just, I'm going back to that mentally, though. Like people that do the shadow boxing or the uh, uh, Billy Blanks, Taibo stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's continuous cardio, though. Yeah, and that's good for you. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good for you. But you want sometimes you want low resistance, and I I'm not sure if like Taibo I don't think is low resistance. No, it's it, it gets your heart rate up. Nothing like Muay Thai though. I mean, 100 elbow strikes with each arm followed by front kicks, 
Yeah, you, you, about the fifth and sixth minute, you're beginning to really feel it. Right, right. At least I am. Well, and if you're exhausting like that, you need a day of rest. So the next day should be a rest day. Yeah, I do two on, one off. And then I do two on for weightlifting. That's a little, and then, that's then a I, little hard. But, yeah. uh, you know, and everybody has a different body. Maybe some people can take a higher output workout. But um, that higher workout, you're not going to lose a ton of weight. Diet is where, just think of this. Diet is your weight loss. Diet is your weight loss. Diet yeah. is how you feel better. Yeah, my son scolds me. He, he His favorite saying is, Dad, you can't out-exercise a bad diet. Right. Good word. That's a good word. It's true. So And so what you intake in your body is so important. And then how you take care of your body. Like I do a lot of stomach crunches. I do a lot of, uh, um, uh, what am I looking for? Oh, and I do plank, a lot of plank. That's a nice tummy flattener. Yeah, what do you do on the plank? Uh, you mean time-wise? No. Yeah, well, time-wise, and tell me about your mechanics. Uh, I'm on my elbows. I straighten my back, bring mm -hmm. my head up even, and... It's like a complete angle on my toes at the bottom. Okay. And run a clock. How long do you do it? You know, I went out of it for a little while. I'm still up to about a minute. That's um, pretty good. That's a Muay Thai uh, feature, by the way. I was up to two minutes at one point, which is pretty long. That's really good. That's but, really uh, good. And crunches, I run about 50 crunches, you know, not pulling on the neck. Just, just... Pulling in your pulling your knees in and pulling your shoulders forward, meeting your knees as close as you can, and not pulling on your neck with your hands. And I run about. Uh, and then the other thing I was lost my memory here was squats. I do squats. Yeah. What kind of squats do you do? Well, when you stand, you stand with your feet about a foot apart, forward. You lean back, and you do not extend your knees past your feet. So you're leaning back with your hands going forward, coming up, your hands going backward, going forward, going mm -hmm. down, coming coming back when you're going up. And uh, and I try to do 30 to 50 of those a night. Oh, I've been doing these dumbbell squats. So you have a folding chair behind you, and you have, I use a 30-pound weight, so I don't do a lot of weight because it's really stressful. And I sit down in the chair and just straighten out, trying to keep my back straight and my head up. And I do uh, three sets of 15 on that. And I have to tell you, I, f I do my legs like that every third or fourth day because I feel it for two more days. It's the, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, it but just, I'll tell you, it tightens your butt. Well, that's what I was going to say. Just grab the bottom of your butt. And if it's flabby, which diabetics have flab right there because it shows we're diabetics. Uh, why? I don't know. That's just Chinese medicine. Um, and so if you can feel back there and it's flabby and you don't have a nice round butt at the bottom, that means you're probably diabetic. And so squats are very important. Really? Just because it corrects the one area or does it do something for the diabetes too? Um, any exercise is going to help the diabetes. Again, it's mostly diet, but um, any exercise is going to help, but it helps the butt, helps the diet helps you know helps everything just pretty much well this has uh, been quite the list that we've gone through here but I, I'm just hopeful that there's always some exercise 
someone can do. I know there's invalid people, but but uh, even they can do deep breathing. Do you do anything with deep breathing at all? Very good you asked that. Deep breathing is really something that can get rid of PTSD, um, anxiety, stress, sleeping, all of that. It's, it's, like, <clears throat> it's like a natural CBD without the CBD. Um, basically, most of us, well, I shouldn't say most of us, but a lot of us are chest breathers. And we don't work the diaphragm like it's it's really important to massage your diaphragm which I don't know why I always forget but just put your hands on your diaphragm it's about right in the middle of right above your stomach and just massage it to the left and to the right and when you massage it it kind of helps it uh, open up more so you can bring your breathing down into your diaphragm and open that up and slowly so you're going to go exhale through your mouth completely empty out and usually we empty our chest air but we don't empty everything so really work on emptying yourself out as soon as you do you're going to want to take this big breath fast you're going to want to <gasps> because you're you're out of air so try first few times you're going to do that and that's fine but try to inhale through your nose slowly and then try to hold it for three or four seconds. Try to get to five. Mm -hmm. Off the bat, just if you can get up there, and then exhale slowly. Everything's got to be slow. Isn't it good and, for your lungs, though, to also try to exhale fast at times? Um, yeah, but I would say start with this first and get into the advanced stuff later. Um, everybody likes to go advanced quickly, and, and I understand. It's like, okay, um, I don't want to relax. I just want to go. Well, that's fine, but it back to environment and relaxing and breathing. All this is so important. Breathing is probably your number one out of everything we've talked about, your number one uh, issue to fight disease. Really? Oh, my gosh. I didn't think it. I know it's important, but I didn't think it is number one. Let's talk about that for a minute. What, what, what makes this so important? Because your mental is so important um, it changes your physical. This is it's you're running a True. placebo effect. So your placebo or your nocebo, um, if you're running a placebo effect, when you believe something works, it works. So you can, I mean, you have Chinese guys that are basically can stop their heart. Yes. Okay. So how do they do that? They can change their blood pressure by their mind. So what do you think about that? So is breathing important? And if you ask them, are you a deep breather? They'll say yes. There's some of them, they can go 30 minutes with no breathing. 30 yeah, minutes. I've seen that. I've, I've been in the labs where they've done that kind of experimentation. When I was an undergrad, we had to observe. It was part of our class assignment. And I have seen these. I've seen people put meat hooks in their back, and they can block the pain. Yes. So this tells you how important the mind is. You can actually turn your disease around with your mind, but we're not trained. We are not trained. And think about this. These Chinese guys, are they healthy or are they yeah. sick? Oh, they're very healthy. They're very healthy. Do yeah. they go to the doctor and pharmaceutical companies? No, they don't. They're so still black say? belt practitioners in their mid-70s. I've seen it. Oh, yes. And yeah. they're stronger than strong. They could throw us across the room. Exactly, yeah. I wouldn't want to meet one of them in a dark alley. I, I hear exactly what you're saying. And when I was in martial arts for many, many years, I'd be 18 years old, and then by that time, I had my second degree, black belt. 
and I'll tell you, you came up against one of the oldsters that uh, our our our, our, um, our grandmaster would bring in. <laughs> they they could be eighty, and they would kick your butt. Well, I find it interesting that they can throw their hand out like they're going to hit you, never touch you, and throw you back twenty feet. Um, yeah, that that's esoteric, but I but I do agree. And I want to ask you one quick question because I want to close on talking about your company, but. Um, does this stuff work for asthma at all? Does what stuff work? The tea? The tea, uh, the other products that you do, and does the deep breathing and so forth? I think the deep breathing is going to work for asthma. I, I wouldn't say, I mean, the tea is going to help you. It's going to assist in things, but is it going to take anything away? Probably not. Um, I would say deep breathing is going to help you, um, but I, I can't, you know, I'm not a doctor. So I couldn't tell you, but I would okay. say deep breathing helps a lot of things. I'll tell you one thing that I know: deep breathing will lower your blood sugars. Um, yeah, I could see that because I, I've done. We have this oxygen meter that we've had around that we inherited from our my late mother-in-law. So sometimes I'll do exercise to see where I'm at with my heart rate, but also I'll look at my uh, CO2 transfer. And uh, I, I've seen that very thing that you're talking about here when I've done the experiment on that. Let's talk a little bit more about your company. Um, I think it's fascinating you got into this, um, but you have a whole lot of products besides the tea. Let's talk about a couple of the other products. Uh, yeah, and before I do, I want to just comment on the uh, blood, lowering the blood sugars. If you work out, if, let's just say you have a resting blood sugar at 150 and you work out, you're probably, if you took your blood sugars again within an hour after your workout, you'd probably be 170 or 180. If you went and had a 150 blood, uh, blood sugar, resting blood sugar at 150, and you went and you meditated for 30 minutes and um, had deep breathing, you'd probably find yourself at about 130 after you took your blood sugars. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, but it, because I understand how that system works, that neural system works, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Because so the, anyway, the chemical inducements you're putting into the body causes a calming effect. Yes. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't want to be too technical here. Um, we've got about a minute left exactly. And people say, well, this sounds really good, and Ronnie knows what he's talking about, and I want to find out more about these products. Uh, what can they do, Ronnie? Go to getthetea.com, getthetea.com. You want to get our special this week because tea, the tea is probably one of the most important products you can get. It assists you in so many different directions, not even funny. Uh, we would have more testimonials, but we're not allowed to put them up because I, they I do understand. such great things. So, if this month's special is if you can, if you buy three teas, you get one for free, and that's a $35 savings. Plus, if you put Dave in the coupon code and hit apply, you're going to get free shipping on top of that as well. Okay. So this is the time, and with everything going on in the world, it might be a good idea to have some tea sitting around. If you are have a disease going on, look through my website at getthetea.com yeah. and see if something fits for you because my stuff works. Yeah, and Ron, Ronnie, on that note, my time. friend, we are out of time. I'm going to post all this from your website when we put it on our website. But this is great stuff. Hey, thanks for joining us, and I'll be in touch with you shortly to do something on TV. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks. Take care.